Hi to all my listeners out there. I'm taking a summer break. In the meantime, here's part of one of our episodes from this past year. Sylvia and me. 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 I'm Liza Rodman, and I'm one of the authors of The Babysitter, My Summers with a Serial Killer, which, believe it or not, is a true story. So, welcome. And I'm Jennifer Jordan, and I have been a journalist and a writer and a radio broadcaster and a television talent for way too many decades. <laughs> and I'm pleased to be here and welcome to Sylvia and me. Ladies, thank you so much. And Liza, you said the name of the book, uh, The Babysitter, My Summers with a Serial Killer. Not a summer, but summers. So. The first, I have to um, say, the two of you I know have been friends, longtime friends since college. Liza, um, how did it even come about um, that you contacted? You, did you tell Jennifer a story? I mean, why um, the two of you on this? And before we get into the actual story, why did you want this to be told? Uh, the answer to the second question is, I, I almost didn't want it to be told, but it wanted to be told. So I went with it. I sort of described it as going down the rabbit hole and never coming out. And as far as Jen is concerned, Jen and I are friends 45 years or something. Um, and so we talked about it on and off over the years. I had been researching for many years kind of as an excavation of self more than anything else. I didn't know it was gonna be a book when I started. But once I discovered that Tony Costa was a serial killer and had uh, been in my life, I wanted to know how much he had been in my life. You know, the who, what, when, where, why of it. So in talking to Jen about it over the years, um, she would say, how are you doing? How are you doing on the babysitter? How are you doing on the babysitter? It was a kind of a constant conversation. Sometimes I'd been, I'd put it away. Most times I was going, no, 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 please don't ask me. So um, then one day in 2018, she was between projects and she called me and she said, how about we collaborate? And as she tells it, and I love how she tells it, I cried <laughs> and the rest is history. Here we are. So Jen, why, um, I, we'll talk about the story in a couple of minutes, but I know that you've ghostwritten a couple of books. Have you collaborated on books before? Well, a ghost project is total collaboration. So my, the quick answer is yes. But I, of course, never collaborated. They were both, the, the two other books were both clients. They hired me from a pool of writers. And the, the unique and wonderful thing about this collaboration is that it's with one of my oldest, dearest friends in the world. And, um, you know, as Liza said, since that infamous day in college when we met. So, uh, yes, and yet uh, not in, in as special a way as this one. Okay, so we're going to get to the story now because it's an amazing story. It goes back to somewhere around 1968. Um, you used to spend the summers with your sister, your mom, and I think your aunt in Provence, Provincetown, uh, on Cape Cod, um, and your sister called it 
you know, it's, it's, it's so rural. It's like the wild, wild west of, of the Cape. Um, so your mom worked and, um, how did we mention the name Tony Costa? How did this man who was a, uh, you've mentioned that he was just a nice, kind, uh, handyman. How did he come about, uh, being your babysitter? So haphazardly, um, <laughs> he was, um, my mother was working as the, as a chambermaid, um, at this motel that was owned by my aunt and uncle. And they hired Tony's mother, Cecilia, as a chambermaid at the motel. And so my mother was working with her and she was working there and my sister and I were there. And uh, her, Tony was always looking for work. He had a very unstable work history. And so at that time he was looking for work. And so he went to his mother and he said, here's this big, beautiful new motel on the water in Provincetown. It, it was quite a splash when it was built because there was nothing like it there. And so um, he said, can you get me a job? And so Cecilia went to my aunt and said, do you have something for my Tony? And she said, I'm always, he's a carpenter. He's a, you know, he can do anything. He can, uh, wire lamps, he can do anything. And so she gave him a job. Okay. And that's how I met him. And then eventually he wound up babysitting for you and your sister. The way he ended up babysitting is, is um, so we've got women who are young. My aunt and my mother were both quite young. They were in their early thirties, I think. And um, they love the bars downtown. And so they were always looking. We had lots of babysitters during this time, lots of them. Tony, ironically enough, was the best of those. And so it was, it was, and his mother also was a really great, she used to take us home with her at night sometimes. So they were busy living their lives and we needed some kind of care in the Wild West. So that's how he became, so he would drive the truck my aunt tells a wonderful story about standing at the front desk of the Royal Coachman and watching him come up the front driveway. There was a, quite a long driveway leading up to the front, to the lobby of the motel. And he, she'd, she'd yell to the back, here comes Tony. And out we'd go with our towels and our flip-flops and beg for a ride because he was fun. So we always wanted to get in that truck. We always wanted to go with him. He was like that cousin that everybody has that you want to be. You know, you want to listen to the music and wear the same jeans and all of that. Um, he was that to all of us. He was, he was like a circus in a way. Okay, so before we get into, Jennifer, how you became involved, Liza, when did you all of a sudden, I mean, uh, it's not all of it. it took about 30 years from the time that you discovered that this nice guy who was the best babysitter for you and your sister um, had started a killing spree about the same year in 1968 that you met him. Mm -hmm. So what triggered even thinking about him because you didn't know what he was. Yeah. So I was, I had gone back with, with a, 
I kind of left a trail of unfinished things in my life. And so in my 40s, I decided to go back and finish my bachelor's degree. And when I did, I started having these uh, nightmares that were kind of in rapid succession. They were violent. There was always a man with no face. I was always being pursued and chased. And so I did what I do, which was to write them down and start looking at them and saying, what's happening to me? You know, do I have a brain tumor? I mean, what's happening to me? And so um, as that happened, it went over about a six month period. And then one night I had a dream of Tony with a gun to my head backed up against the wall in the Royal Coachman lobby. And so that was incredibly alarming and frightening. And suddenly I had a face on this man from the dream. So I went to my mother and my aunt, as I would do, because they were the ones there at the time. And I said over dinner one night, I'm having these dreams about Tony Costa. Did something happen to me? Did, you know, what's the story? Why, why is this happening? And as if she were telling me that so-and-so became a dentist, she said, well, I know he became a serial killer. For more, you can find Sylvia and me wherever you listen to your podcasts or go to www.sylviaandme.com. As they say, see you in September.